The following podcast is going to contain spoilers. Probably. I mean, the subject of this week's podcast doesn't necessarily lean toward something that will be spoiled, but who knows where my mind is going to go throughout the show, don't you know? The episode will also contain the gentle sound of rain plopping atop my car, if the microphone picks it up, that is. Proceed at your own risk. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, and my name is Steven. How y'all doing? Now, this is episode number 105. And what that means is, well, it means I've put out 105 episodes. But beyond that, this is the end of season two. This is the final episode of season two of Just Another Fanboy. That means I'm taking a break. And I'm not coming back with original content until July the 23rd. Now, that doesn't mean you're not getting anything during the weeks between then. I will be releasing episodes. It just won't be original content episodes. It'll be clip shows. It'll be episodes from the old Just Another Fanboy from over a decade ago. It will be shows featuring my other podcast. And if you're unaware, my other podcast is the title of a podcast I do, which is the other podcast I do. And I do it exclusively for my patrons over on Patreon. That's not going away at all. I'm still going to be doing brand new original content episodes for you, my patrons. If you're interested at all, it's a dollar a month. Literally, the minimum is a dollar a month. That's all you need to get on board that My Other Podcast train. And just as an example of episodes that I do over there, some of them are, hey, this is what I got coming up on Just Another Fanboy. Here's some exclusive content. Here's some behind the scenes. Here's some teasers. But I also do, for example, the the episode that I put out this week for My Other Podcast, I was talking about the new Suicide Squad book from Tom Taylor, which I love Osho very much. But hey, you can get on that bandwagon at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Or. But let's, let's, let's stop talking about that. Let's get to the topic at hand. I've titled this episode, Look on the Bright Side of Life. And I'm not quite sure how I'm going to tackle this yet. I haven't made any notes. I haven't planned. I haven't prepared. This is all going to be off the top of my head. But I do have an idea in mind. I wanted the last episode of the season. I felt like I needed to talk about this whole global pandemic that we're going through because if all of my hopes and dreams come true, we'll be fairly out of it by the time the show comes back for season three, or at least we'll be close to being out of it. But I didn't want to, I wanted to almost, I wanted to focus on the positive things that have come out of this pandemic. And it's, it's going to be really hard for me to talk about because I'm not trying to make light of the situation. I'm not trying to ignore the over 100,000 deaths that have happened in the United States due to this pandemic and the, the many more deaths across the world. I'm not trying to ignore that. I'm not trying to ignore the sacrifices that our first responders and our doctors and our teachers and Frick, anybody who has been affected economically by this crisis, be it they've lost their job because their company has had to shut down or for whatever reason, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to ignore those aspects because they're out there. But I feel that there is plenty of content out there that is, 
that's talking about the pandemic, that's talking about, it's talk, there, there's other people talking about this stuff that can do it much better than I can. What I wanted to do was talk about stuff that have come out of the pandemic that creative ventures that could have only happened, that have only happened because of this pandemic. And I'll give you a, I'll give you an example. The first one on my list is a podcast called The Darkest Timeline. Now, this is a, this is both an audio podcast. You can also see it on YouTube. I'd like to apologize here for breaking into this episode, but we had some issues with some of the audio, the microphone failing, doing bad things, taking the audio and twisting and turning and pinching it in places it didn't really need to be pinched. And so I've tried to save what I could in this small, short little segment, really just a small, short little segment in which I was discussing the podcast, The Darkest Timeline, hosted by Joel McHale and Ken Jung, and basically just saying how much I've enjoyed it. It was rather cool. But as I've lost most of that, all you're getting is this, and then we will now take you up with the rest of the episode. Thank you. Now, in relation to that, last week, maybe the week before last, and it probably came about because of this Darkest Timeline show, the cast of Community got together through a a Zoom call and basically did a table read of one of their episodes. And then they did a a Q&A after it. And it was so much fun. The only person they didn't get back was Chevy Chase. Otherwise, they were all there. Dan Harmon was there. The The episode in particular didn't have Chevy Chase in it. It was the episode, if you watch Community, it's the episode where they are, they have just returned from Pierce's funeral and Walter Goggins plays this character that comes in to bequeath them what Pierce has left for each of them in their will. But first he, he, he sends them through a series of questions. They're all hooked up to a lie detector. Now, Walter Goggins was not on there to read his parts, but they got the dude that plays the Mandalorian. And it was really funny. There's a moment within the episode when when they get to the point where Pierce is bequeathing stuff to these to to the the folks in community where I don't know if the it, it, it's almost like the guy from I can't think of his name, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. He didn't prepare. He didn't read the script ahead of time. So he reaches a certain point that just he was not expecting, and he has a really hard time getting through this particular moment in the episode because he cannot stop laughing. It was so much fun. And and again, this is something I don't think we would have gotten without the pandemic. This was something that they, I believe they were raising money for charity, so that was part of it. And then they did a Q&A afterwards that was about an hour long. They had a guy on there from Variety or something like that that was asking them a lot of questions. It was a lot of fun. If you're a fan of community, community, it was a lot of fun. Um, all the folks from community, you can tell they, they still get along. They still keep in touch. They're all friends, and they have a lot of fun together. For me, something that came out of this pandemic was the show Picard. And I say that because sometime around the end of March, maybe, CBS All Access, or maybe it was the beginning of, of May, April, I don't know, I can't remember. But CBS All Access, there, there were certain deals that digital services were starting to offer because they knew people were home. People were home, they had time on their hands, let's throw some free entertainment at them so that maybe... 
when the free part is over, they'll pay to to continue. And one of those was CBS All Access offered, they basically extended their trial period for like two months. They put out a special code and you signed up for CBS All Access. You put in the code and you got it for two months. Now, I ended up getting it for three months because I forgot to to cancel it after my trial. So we got it for an extra month, which the kids loved because they got to watch Legend of Korra. But I got to watch Picard. I did an episode of Just Another Fanboy a while back called I Am Not Watching Picard, which was about the fact that I'm not watching it because I cannot afford to add another streaming service to the to the many that I already have. But because of what's going on, I was able to actually sit down and watch the show from front to back first episode to last, and it was amazing. It was a wonderful show. They need to do more content like that on TV. It was so good. It was so good. And there's really a big part of me that feels like you don't even need to be, you don't need to be a fan of Star Trek. What I mean is you don't need to have watched all of the episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation and all the movies. You don't need to be steeped in Star Trek lore really to enjoy this show. That's the way I felt. I really enjoyed it. Now I could have gone on to watch I'm not I can't Dis- Discovery is that the is that the show? I I had watched most of season 1 of Discovery through DVD and I liked it all right. I'm sure I would like it much more if I gave it another shot, but I've already canceled the the service. Marvel Comics was also releasing free digital content there for a while. I got I was able to grab a bunch of digital trades of books that I'm interested in, but maybe I might not have paid money for. I probably would eventually check them had checked them out from the library. So that was kind of cool, I guess. But I think the biggest one that I want to point out, I know that that I I, I can never pronounce the guy's last name. So I'm just going to say, I know that Jim from the office, he started a YouTube show, the name of which I, I can't recall because I have, I've yet to watch it. But he started a YouTube show. I think it's something about good news. He wanted to do something during this pandemic that uplifted people, that provided positive information. Because if you're on social media, it's all fairly negative. Look who's supposed, look who's not doing their job. Look who's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Look, look at all this that's happening because people aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. Look at the people going in and, and, uh, throwing coffee at a, at a, poor Starbucks barista because they felt that their the milk that was put in it was not low fat. You know, he didn't want to focus on that stuff. And so he created this show. I don't know if it's daily. I don't know if it's weekly. I have no idea. But I know that a lot of people really enjoy it. I watched part of one episode where he apparently married a couple through Zoom on the show. And then he brought the entire cast of The Office on through Zoom to basically do the uh, the runway dance, the aisleway dance that they did for Jim and Pam's, Pam's wedding that they stole from real life that somebody actually did and put out on YouTube. That was a lot of fun. And it, it, it kind of made me realize that during this time, it's probably easier for a lot of these celebrities to get their friends to, to get together to do stuff like that because nobody's doing anything. They're all staying home. They have nothing else to to do. They're not out there working and 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 acting and getting roles and 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 whatnot. And so they have this opportunity to bring these people together and do these sorts of things. And it's really fun. I mean, he even had Steve Carell, 
You know, the biggest name probably among them. Now, I know that there's a big stink right now because he has apparently sold the show to CBS and that when it's on, it's either going to be on CBS All Access. I think that's what it's, it's where it's going to go. And while he will remain on as a producer, he's not going to, he's not going to be the host of the show like he has been on YouTube. And I know that there's a big stink out about this because people are really angry at him. And, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to, I'm going to throw a theory out there knowing nothing at all about what's going on. I'm literally standing. I'm not only standing outside of what's going on here. I'm like three blocks away sitting in a swimming pool listening to frickin' Motley Crue on a stereo system blasting louder than it needs to be. That's how far removed I am from this. But from what little I know, I can only assume that this is something that he put together because he's at home, because he has nothing else to do, and because he wanted to do something positive for folks. And he hadn't planned, he's, he didn't plan on continuing this after the pandemic was over, after the whole stay at home, quarantine, all that, all that's over. He probably said to himself, I'm going to do this for a month or two. And then once I'm able to go back out and work again and start acting, you know, I'm going to stop doing it. And then he's presented with this opportunity for the show to continue without him having to put in daily content and he can make a little money out of it at the same time. I don't, that's my theory. And I can't begrudge the guy anything. Another thing that I have enjoyed that has come out of the pandemic is um, Kirby Crackle does a, uh, I can't think of the name of the episodes now. He does a weekly episode live cast on YouTube, the quarantine cast. And those are fun. But beyond that, he's put out a couple of songs. The first one was uh, like a love song. About social distancing, I want to social distance with you, girl. But we can play in sunshine, unlimited screen time. I can drive you out of your mind if you want me to. I promise you we can just eat cake, fight about nothing each day. I know that it's all going to be okay. I want to social distance with you, girl. Which was really funny. I'm going to put links. I'm going to try to put links to all this stuff in the show notes. And he, he's recently, he did a, a, a song called Quarantine, which is that if you watch the video, and again, I'll put the link in the show notes, it defines what Quarantine is, but it's basically your look, your attitude, the way you feel after being quarantined for so long. And he made a video out of that. And it's really interesting because he put a couple of uh, making of for the video. So basically, he's quarantining. He's staying at home. And so he had to do the entire video in his house. But that worked. You know, it works because that's the, the, the subject of the song. But he didn't direct it. Some other dude directed it. And the guy lives in like freaking Hawaii or something. And so while he was making this video, he would be you know, talking to this guy through uh, FaceTime and whatnot and sending him clips of stuff. And he'd be setting up shop shots and whatnot. And the guy would be like, all right, I like this. Why don't you try this? And why don't you move the light over here and move the camera this way and maybe stand over there? And it was really interesting to see how creative you can be during this time with other people 
not being in the same room as you. Literally, he and the he the guy directed the video. I'm not sure where Kirby Crackle is from. I feel like it's uh, somewhere in Washington State, but I'm I'm not 100% sure. But the director directed this video from freaking Hawaii. That's pretty cool. Now, and, and kind of along the same theme, uh, one of my favorite podcasters, George Harab, he has been doing once a week a live cast called 13 Songs with George Harab. And those have been pretty fun. I've watched, I haven't watched all of them. He has, his musical taste is not quite the same as mine. He he might be just a little bit older than me. And while we both kind of grew up during the 80s, he listened to more uh, obscure 80s music. Whereas I, living in freaking Kansas and the only access I had to music was MTV and the radio, I listened to the more popular 80s music. But uh he just he just does this live cast work because he's a musician. He is a, a singer, songwriter, drummer. He can play the piano. He plays the guitar. He's just the all he's just the all around musical renaissance. He's just the all around musical renaissance man. And I know that one episode had a theme where it was all 80s songs. He tried to do an episode where he did uh Trivia questions, he'd ask a trivia question. He basically published a list of here's 200 songs I can do. And then he would ask a trivia question and the people watching would, would and whoever got the answer first, they got to then pick a song that he would sing. That ended up, he didn't end up finishing that episode due to technical issues. But those have been fun and probably wouldn't have happened because of the pandemic. But the big one I want to talk about before we wrap up, there, there's a whole, there's a, I'm sure there's a lot more out there. I'm only one man, I can only take in so much content. But the one I've been enjoying the most is Josh Gad, the voice of uh, that snowman dude from Frozen. He uh, has put together a show on YouTube called Together Apart. Or no, United Apart. Good Lord. Reunited Apart. And he's only got three episodes out so far. It's like he kind of started a bit late. So I don't know how much longer his show is going to go as everything is starting to reopen and people's availability becomes more scarce. And I don't know how long he's been working on this. He may have started working on this back in April and has 10 or 15 episodes in the can. But what he's doing is, well, I'll just, I'll just tell you, okay, good Lord. The first episode was all about the Goonies. And what he does is he brings the cast of the movie, and in this case, the Goonies, together. He reunites them through uh, Zoom or a similar service. And so for Goonies, he had the entire cast of Goonies on there. He had um, he had all of them. But then he also brought on the writer. He brought on the director. He brought on uh, Steven Spielberg, the producer. He brought on Cindy Lauper, who did the, the big song from the movie. And then they spend about a half hour to 45 minutes or so. I think it's about a half hour. And they just talk about the movie. And he did this thing where he each gave them lines that they had said in the movie to to so they could kind of reenact certain scenes. It was really fun. It was it was it was a lot of fun. The second episode he did was Back to the Future and he got them all back, man. He got Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson, um Bob Gale, Bob Semeckis. He even at the very end it was really fun. I don't think he got Elizabeth Shue on there. Now Elizabeth Shue played Jennifer, Marty's girlfriend in the second and third movie. But the actress who played Jennifer in the first movie, I don't know her name, but she shows up. It's really good because they they kind of run the credits. They do this thing where they they got all the 
the entire cast of the Back to the Future musical, which I didn't even know was a thing, and they performed The Power of Love through Zoom. It was amazing. And they played some of that during the the credits. And then when the credits are over, kind of a post-credit scene was the actress that played Jennifer in the first movie. And she's like coming into the call late. She's like, hello? Hello, is anybody here? Oh, did I come into another Zoom call late? It was really fun. The third one that he just put out just this week is Splash. He got Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah, Eugene Levy, um, Ron Howard, Brian Grazier, the the two guys that wrote the movie. Of course, he couldn't get John Candy because unfortunately he's passed away. But that was a lot of fun. And then the next one he's got coming up is Lord of the Rings, and he's already put out a teaser for that. And I know just based on the teaser, he's at least gotten, um, and I don't know all their names, so I'm just going to say the character names, Frodo, Samwise, Merry, Pippin, Legolas, and Gandalf. Got all them. And the fun thing about the show is he'll get like the core group at first, and then he'll just start pulling people in. And he'll be like, well, one of my favorite parts of this movie was this certain person, and then boom, they're on the call. And it's really fun. It's a really fun show. Makes you feel really nostalgic. The Lord of the Rings episode I'm really looking forward to because I just finished probably my 10th rewatch of the Lord of the Rings extended edition, which drives my kids crazy because they don't want to give the movie a chance. My daughter, my youngest, she gave the movie a chance. She started watching Fellowship of the Ring with me, got about 30 minutes in and decided she was bored. And I try to explain to her, it's like, Dropping out of the Lord of the Rings extended edition movies trilogy, the whole thing, 30 minutes into it is like watching three minutes of a movie and saying I'm bored and not not sticking around for the rest of it. It's like you you just you barely got a sip of the drink and you're just walking away. But reunited apart with Josh Gad is is it's it's really quite good. It's really quite fun. Um, I hope he continues it. I hope he has a lot more episodes under his shirt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Under his vest. I don't know what I was going with there. But but yeah, as I was saying, it's it's during this time, you've got all these people who aren't doing anything. And with this show, just like uh, with the community table read, this show uh, picks a charity, the, the Josh Gad show picks a charity. So far, it's been a different charity each episode. And then he urges people to donate. And the charities so far in all three episodes have all been related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So I think one was to help get masks and other PPE to hospitals and, and, and other medical centers and whatnot. But it's been, it's been really fun. It's a really fun show. And it's it, along with everything else I've talked about, it's kind of a, a, just a beam of light in this really dark world we're living in now. And it's, it's nice to see people coming together and being able to come together during this time and show that there is still reason to smile. There is still reason to laugh. I mean, I myself have been feeling incredibly lucky throughout this entire ordeal. I've been able to keep my job. I've been able to work from home. So far, my family and I have have stayed safe. And I know that there are thousands of people out there that can't say the same thing. And I just feel very blessed that I'm able to continue working. I'm able to continue to provide food for my family and and uh, have a roof over our heads and, and just, just be able to provide for them and also be able to stay home and stay safe throughout all of this. I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. Spent many years getting kicked in the teeth by life. And I'm not saying I'm not still getting kicked in the teeth by life. I think right now 
life is just kind of pushing me. It's like, what, what, you want to start something? You know, one of those type of things, which is a whole heck of a lot better than being on the ground while life kicks you in the teeth. And I feel for everybody out there who is currently being kicked in the teeth. And I hope, I hope things get better for everybody. I, I know, I know things are going to get better in general. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to bring things down. I'm just, I'm very thankful for what I have. And I'm very thankful to be able to get through this the way I have been so far and, and my family as well. And I hope you all are doing the same. I hope you all are doing, I hope you all are doing well as well. As well. See, this is why I don't try to do heartfelt stuff because I feel it. It's in there. But when I try to communicate it, it doesn't come out as good. But thank you all for listening. This is the end of season th- season two. I hope you come back for season three. I still, you know, still got a lot more content to give you. We're only four issues into ElfQuest. We're only three issues into Madman. I haven't even started my second episode of Wolverine. Still got more Manifest Destiny to get through. I eventually got to read the third Dragonlance Chronicles book. Heck, one of my more popular episodes are the two Dragonlance episodes, and I have yet to put out a third one. So I got to get to that eventually at some point. But hey, be safe out there, folks. I'm not sure what what else I want to say. There is light in the darkness. We're starting to come out of it. Hopefully all of this uh, reopening is not going to... I I just hope we're not rushing into something that then is going to make things worse and that we have to shut everything back down again. That's, that's That's something I hope doesn't have to happen. And I think it won't happen if if we're all smart about things. But I hope you enjoyed season two. Season three is coming July 23rd with all new episodes. You're going to get bonus content between now and then. So you're still going to get an episode every week. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going to have radio silence from me for almost two months. And I urge you to, you know, go check out my Patreon. I've only got two levels, dollar or two dollars. You get the same thing in both levels, except for in the $2 level, I'll give you a shout out on the show. And if you've got a website or a, or, or a creative venture that you'd like me to, to shout out, I'll do that as well, providing that um, it's not, I get, <clears throat> ultimately, I'm not going to go out there and pimp out hate speech and, and junk like that. So just keep that in mind. All right. I'm doing a terrible job of wrapping this up. So I'm just going to wrap it up, folks. I will see you on July 23rd, or I won't see you at all. You'll hear my voice. You know what I mean? I guess what I'm trying to say is my name is Steven and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Stay safe. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 